Good afternoon, y'all. Happy Feast of the Immaculate Conception. It is a really big feast day in our house. I look forward to treating the kids and having a great time this afternoon and heading to Mass with them um, and just really celebrating what a beautiful gift we have in our mother. And that just brings me to our topic today. As you can see, the uh, title, actually, I didn't even know if I edited the title. <laughs> I might have just put Mary as our mother. But I want to talk about embracing her as our mother. And I actually had done a little planning yesterday for today's topic. Uh, lately, it's kind of been the day of. And then I had my prayer time this morning. And I had a couple of little breakthroughs in just the way I was thinking about some things. And especially Mary. And I felt like God really wanted me to talk about it today. So I am going to talk about that um, because I just, it's been an interesting journey for me. It is not a relationship that's come really easily to me. It's something I'm still growing in. So if you're here and you're just, I'm not sure where you're coming from, maybe Mary is your BFF and you just really love her and you've come to this place where yeah, you talk to her all the time, or maybe you never talk to her and you really struggle with your relationship with her. So wherever you're at, I really encourage you to listen with open ears today to hear what the Holy Spirit is going to have to say through me and through this podcast today. So it kind of started because I was thinking a little bit about this thought of this thing, this idea that I've heard, and I'll, I'll preface this, that I'm not a theologian. This is not something I've spent lots of hours studying. This is just going to be from my own personal experience and from the things that I have learned along the way. So I just thought about this concept of trying to be like Mary. I hear a lot of people talk about, and for whatever reason, that just did not resonate with me. And I was sort of just thinking about why is that? Um, I have always... I think one of the reasons I haven't connected as much with her is just because of seeing her as this perfect being that was just seemed very out of my reach and very much like, why would she want to hang out with me? Cause I am so broken. And so I was thinking like, what if we get so wrapped up in trying to be her, to be married, to be like her, that we forget that each of us was actually created to be unique and unrepeatable, including Mary. And maybe that comparison between me and her was actually preventing me from having a real authentic relationship with her even now. And maybe it's robbing us of this real relationship that she wants to have. And as I thought about that, I was like, well, I really admire her, obviously, um, and there's just so much talk, obviously, I like her virtues and her just all of that is something to definitely be admired and to strive after. But to remember that I'm not going to get there by trying to be somebody that I'm not like if I see her as X, Y, and Z, and I try to be her instead of being me, that's not going to get me very far. So admiration and love of her is good. But if it causes us to shrink back and to hold ourselves back because we think that we need to be quiet instead of being maybe loud and more boisterous as God created us, or maybe, you know, we see that as being meek. And instead of having a complete, you know, understanding of what meek actually means, um, which I don't have a complete understanding, don't get me wrong, but we see this as something that's unreachable, right? And so then we shrink back and we don't become ourselves truly from the end and from within. And I really think 
that she wouldn't want us hiding because we don't feel worthy of her. There, that's just, that seems totally anti-Mary to, um, to be this powerful woman on a pedestal and everyone else shrink down and like, just, you know, I don't know. That's just, um, it's just a twisted thought. And obviously Mary, as we know and believe as Catholics is she is perfect. She is perfectly pure love. She's the spouse of the Holy spirit. Um, and she wills the good of the other perfectly. So what does that look like? That seems so unreachable to me as I think about it, but that doesn't stop her from loving us. And despite our unworthiness, the way that we feel, we don't have to hide from her. We don't have to hide from her for whatever reason that that might be, you know, and I would invite each of us to think back to our earthly mothers. And that's another thing that I was really thinking about. Um, I know my mom will be listening today, as she always does. The only reason she's not live is because she's at a luncheon right now. <laughs> uh, so I know she'll be listening to this later. So let's think about our earthly mothers uh, and maybe even our spiritual mothers. So it could be both, multiple. Maybe we have different ones in our lives. So did we admire somebody so much that we tried to be them instead of ourselves? Maybe we hear phrases in our own mind like, I should this. I should be patient. I should be quiet. I should be calm. I shouldn't yell. I shouldn't, um, I don't know, fill in the blank. There's probably all sorts of things. Like you see this person, maybe your mother, it was really incredible, similar to mine. Um, no, she has her flaws. Obviously we both know that, <laughs> but that was my perception. And so we tried to be them instead of ourselves, or maybe uh, like many women I have worked with in ministry, we do not want to be our mothers for various reasons. And we make a lot of vows to ourselves, which are ultimately just as damaging. Like I will never this, I will never, you know, ignore my kids. I will never um, yell at my kids or I will never, you know, fill in the blank um, because of our own broken experience of motherhood and our lives. So it brought me back to this thought where I was like, well, Mary would not want to want me to compare myself to her. And I think that that's really what I was doing. And I wonder if that's something that a lot of us do in our own minds as we try to work on this relationship. You know, I know it's talked a lot about in the Catholic world, and I think it's a beautiful thing. I think it can just be complicated for a lot of us because of our own brokenness that we've experienced in our lives through friendships, through mother, through our motherhood, spiritual motherhood, um, mothers that did not take care of us like they should have, um, even just mothers in their own brokenness. And I, I want to, I don't know, this just came up into my mind, but I was on a little bit. It did not, I did not get to participate as much as I would have liked on Stephanie Weinert's retreat from this last weekend coming home. And uh, one of the things that she talked about was, and I've talked a little bit about this on my Instagram too, that we are exactly the mothers that were meant to be for our children. Like God knew exactly who we are. He knows who we are and he knows who our children are. And he gives us to them and them to us in a very particular and a very, um, just like planned out way like that they we are we are the mothers we're meant to be for our children there is no right way just as much as there's a unique uh call to sanctity for each of our lives and we are un unique and unrepeatable so are our children and there's no real 
right way to be a mom. Obviously, I'm not going to go into like more. There's obviously morals. and <laughs> There's certainly uh, those sorts of things. But when it comes to who we are as mothers, but what she talked about, which I thought was really interesting, was not only our strengths, which I had thought about a lot, but that our weaknesses are also kind of ordained to be a part of our children's stories as well. You know, it's naive to think that that I'm not going to, or that any of us are not going to somehow hurt our children. I'm pretty sure all of us experience this every day. Um, I was kind of joking around. I don't know if I actually said this to my daughter or if I was just tell, talking to my husband, honestly, I can't remember, but I was thinking like, well, you know, anger is one of my weaknesses and it's gotten significantly better over the years. And I do have hope that it will get like, maybe it will be completely gone one day and I will have dealt with whatever is underneath that anger in its entirety. But right now it's something that continues to happen. And I was like, well, you know, our kids are going to have a really good, they're going to know how to apologize. Well, they're going to know how to lean on the mercy of God. Well, because it's something I talk about a lot with them is, you know, you know, I'm working hard on this, but I'm human. And, you know, just having that conversation where it's like, this is just a weakness and I never, this isn't your fault. That's something that I have to tell my daughter all the time. My daughters all the time is like, I'm not yelling because you did this. I'm yelling because I'm having a hard time dealing with my emotions and being able to disconnect that circumstance of like what, maybe what they did, like, yeah, maybe they did something, but the reality is like, I still have a choice of how I respond to that. And if I, obviously I think there are situations where you need to yell, like if your kid's running out in the street and you have to yell to get their attention. But if we're honest, like, I think there's a lot of situations we don't actually have to yell. And anyway, I'm kind of digressing, but the point is that I, I really loved how Stephanie encouraged us to think about not just our strengths, our gifts, our talents, um, all of those things that we were created with in a positive way, but also our weaknesses. Because if we're honest, I think our weaknesses are the things that bring us closer to God. Ultimately, I know they, they can be ways that we choose to hide or we make these vows with ourselves like um, in our in our youth or other times like that when we might be more sensitive or we say we're never going to do this or that. But in general... Like we all have them. We all have weaknesses. We all have strengths. And, you know, we even have, as my my friend Michelle Dunn likes to talk about, a lot of times what looks like a weakness is actually a strength in overuse. And as a communicate high communicator, it's uh, funny. I've noticed that at least a couple of my kids have communication, like probably, most likely, particularly my three-year-old, which might be young to strength spot, but still. And it's like, I'll be like, oh, his communication's in overuse today. I mean, <laughs> anyway, he just doesn't stop talking and he wants to talk all the time. So uh, I'm digressing a little bit, but going back to why, you know, thinking about how Mary's perception, like I, I believe that she would not want us to be comparing ourselves to her. Like as any good mother, I think she wants us to be, truly ourselves and completely ourselves and as much like her son as possible, like being transformed into him and just constantly leading us to him. She knows that we're unworthy. She knows that we need her help. And so she comes to us and she's patient and she doesn't teach She doesn't treat us like we have to earn our love, her love. Even if we feel like we have to earn her love. I know, um, I think maybe it was my sister-in-law, Erin, we were talking about this where it's like, 
and I, and I felt even the same way where it's like, maybe if I say this many Hail Marys or if I do this many rosaries, I can like earn her attention and then she'll pay attention. And like, this is just what I have to do and um, to be a good Catholic or whatever. And it's like, I kind of believe like she's not going to come to me unless I do those things, or at least that's what I did believe. And, but like any good mother, like she's there, she's waiting. I mean, any of us that have kids, we can look at that and think, like we're there waiting to help, even if our child wants to do it on their own. And we know that it's going to be like, they they just don't have the skills. It doesn't mean they're less than they just don't have the skills. So we just kind of patiently wait until, you know, they ask, maybe they don't ask really patiently, but that's neither here nor there. So I think we really have to, to believe and acknowledge that Mary loves us deeply as a mother. She is patient and she is perfect in her love and her charity towards us. And we can ask for her help as far as I really do think that healing that relationship with her and opening ourselves up to realizing that we're not comparing, like we're not trying to be the same person, but we are trying to imitate her virtue and imitate her love of Christ. But we can do that. I mean, how many times do we look at our neighbor? I mean, why? that's what comparison culture, I think, is right now, is like looking at someone else and trying to be them. But I really think that true admiration, like, and I, I meant to look up the definition, but I just ran out of time before today's podcast. But I really think true admiration is not trying to be exactly like somebody. It is allowing the unique beauty of who they are to awaken the unique beauty of our own hearts. This is where we become fully alive. So instead of looking at Mary as sort of like this competition or comparison, maybe we could allow ourselves to look to her in her unique, unrepeatable glory and allow her to love us in our own unique, unrepeatable glory so that we can become fully alive. We can become more and more filled with the light of Christ without comparing, because if we're comparing with her, you know, this was part of my own story. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast. I know I've talked about it some on Instagram. Um, but I realized when I was in counseling, like a couple of years ago, I realized that there was this thing happening in my mind where I really admired my mom so much for what she had been through and how she had kind of come out on the other side that I mistakenly, because we are not the same person, um, I mistakenly thought that that meant I needed to be like her and that basically I felt like I was failing in my motherhood. Now, obviously, I didn't think this the whole time. I just realized as it came to the surface, you know, eight years in, that in my motherhood, I really thought like, if I am not just like her, then I'm not going to succeed as being for being a mother, I'm going to fail. So basically, I was just constantly miserable as a mother, because I was like, I'm not patient, I'm not kind. Now, I know she's done her share of yelling. But like, and it, it honestly, so another thing that gave me some insight recently was doing Michelle Dunn's um, strength test. So she did the strength test herself as well. And her top five strengths, I don't remember the exact ones. But basically, it's like a cheerleader. Like, she was born to be a supportive cheerleader. And that is like exactly how she is in my life and always has been incredibly supportive, um, overly so maybe in some ways. Uh, and we've talked, I know my mom and I have talked a little bit about this too. Like some of the things like 
almost overprotectiveness um, or doing more for me than and not as much encouraging of me doing things for myself or whatever. But like, it's just very much who she is. And those are not my strengths. So when I can see our top five are two different. Now she might have communication. I can't really remember. But the point is like, we're very, we're created very differently. And so when I spent all my time thinking about how I needed to be just like her, then I wasn't focused on how I needed to be just like me and let her be the cheerleader she was meant to be. And then I could just be these other things with more peace and calm and acceptance in my heart. And I honestly, I had so much healing and so much acceptance, just realizing that like God created me differently, period. Like I was different and that was okay. And that was a great thing because he had different things for me to do in my life than he had for her to do in her life. And so I share this because I think um, not everybody is going to have that type of story with their mother, but there might be a spiritual mother in your life that you felt the same way where you said, I want to be like that person. and I want to do things like that. But I would really encourage you. And I think that's where comparison comes from is because we see that in someone else. And then we um, start thinking, well, should I be doing that? And so we're just constantly shifting instead of really allowing our gaze to rest on Christ. And I mean, that's what Mary's role is to help us to like get to Christ. And so I think if we can really just allow her to be who she is and for us to be who we are and where we are in that relationship, I think that is what can really lead us to this, like almost like just a, a relaxing, ca like casual, like you just want to hang out with her, not because you have to, because she's your mom, like, or because your dad tells you you have to. I mean, if you think about that, like that, maybe that's kind of how we're doing it in our brains. And I think it just allows for so much freedom. I know for me, even just as I was kind of having this prayer time this morning, I was like, that's kind of it. You know, like I, I've gone through phases of that really with her, but I, I can still see there's pieces of me that want to hang on to that comparison to her. Like I am just not X, Y, and Z. Like I am not, um, whatever, like quiet, reflecting on things in my heart. Now I do like to reflect on things, but like, there's just pieces of it where I'm like, well, then I just can't be like Mary. Well, that's not true. Like she has virtues and we are all called to become closer to Christ, to let him transform us in these virtues. And that's where I've just talked so much about the Metanoia Catholic experience, the journal, the course for, uh, and coaching and other things like that, is I feel like what it's allowed me to do is take these just daily experiences and learn the skills that I need in order to grow closer to Christ, to become more Christ-like in my life. And just really reflecting on more and more on who God has created me to be specifically without comparing myself to other people or looking to others, whether it's good or negative or whatever I see it in my mind. And I just really want to encourage you to do the same thing. You know, if social media is causing you to compare too much, or if there's a couple of profiles, then get, get those profiles off your feed. You know, if it's overall too overwhelming, then get off social media. Like God has a different call for each of our lives. You know, for me, I wouldn't have thought that I would be on so much social media. And honestly, I don't spend a lot of time scrolling. It's just, I just have gone through phases. Obviously, sometimes I do more than others, but it's I can note I notice in my heart when I start to get kind of comparison-y and start thinking like, well, maybe I should be doing that or I should be doing this. And where God is really giving that freedom to us to connect and 
be encouraged by others is really when we allow that time where we're not looking at other people, but we're just keeping our gaze on Christ. You know, that's where we can find the calm. That's where we can find the rest. And I was thinking too about one of the lines. I know I might've misquoted it because I did not Google it before I got in here, but the litany of humility, there's a line where it's um, that others may become holier than I provided that I may become as holy as I should. And it's like, that's, that's the goal is to still be completely and passionately as holy as we possibly should, but with the attitude of helping others become holy too and become even better than we are. And I think that that's the attitude that even Mary encompasses um, that we can look at. Now, if you're really far away from that, I don't want that to be discouraging for you, but like God wants to help us. He wants to send his grace to help us with this. So in closing today, I just want to encourage you to think about how, how you're thinking of your relationship with Mary. Are you trying to be just like her or are we allowing her perfect charity and her perfect, her, her living love, like charity that she just emits to awaken our hearts and to allow them to become more like Christ and more uniquely ourselves because we are temples of the Holy spirit. We are uniquely created with all of these different spiritual gifts, talents, um, vocations and calls within that vocation and kids and all of that. If we can just be more ourselves, then that's the way that we're going to light this world on fire. Like St. Catherine of Siena says, I feel like I just want to tattoo this on my forehead because I love it. Um, like be who we were created to be and we shall set the world on fire. And I think in this world where it's so easy to compare, to get away from that comparison, to ask for the grace to get away from that comparison and be able to really focus on who Christ has created us to be, especially in this Advent, this close of the year when maybe you're kind of closing down some things and dreaming about the year ahead. And I know I've got a lot of that going on in my own life. And I have been frustrated a little bit because I want to spend more time reflecting. Uh, but because of life and other things, like I just have not had the time or made the time to do that. And so I've been a little frustrated because I think in my head, I had this plan where on December 31st, I was like, okay, I've got January and 2022 ready to go. And I'm going to be ready to like hit the ground running. And that just might not, that might not happen. But the most important thing right now, especially as I reevaluate the last couple of weeks of Advent is how, how we can be more open to receiving God's love and to giving God's love to others in our lives. And sometimes that means we have to say no to some things and just make more room for the quiet, more room for loving those around us um, the way they need it. Especially if you have a family, like loving your kids, loving your spouses, loving your parents, if you're spending time with them, any of your family members, um, even if they, they are different than us to rejoice in those differences and really just focus on who God created us to be. So I really appreciate you guys joining me today. It's a little bit shorter than normal, but I just, I felt like it need, didn't need to be. So um, I do have an exciting announcement on Friday morning at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. I will have an hour, an open office hour, where you can sign up for my email list to make sure that you get the Zoom link 
where you can come and be coached within that hour. I will be coaching whoever I can fit in that one hour of time through the Metanoia Catholic model, uh, the circumstance, thought, feeling, action, and result. And I just look really look forward to helping you see how these simple skills of mind management are such an incredible fast track to being able to grow in virtue, to grow an awareness of our vices in a way that I've just never experienced before. It's completely transformed my confessions and it's just made things so much more clear as far as how I want to grow in holiness. So uh, stay tuned for the link. Join my email list. I will put the link below to make sure that you get that Zoom link because it will only go out through email. Uh, you can find me on social media. I can send it that way as well if you want to join. And you can get some free coaching on Friday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. So you can find... If you're listening on YouTube, I would invite you to subscribe to my channel, to like the video. That really helps to get it out to more women who need to hear these messages. And if you'd like to share any of this content, I would invite you to do so as well. You can find me or any other information on the one-on-one -on -one coaching or my email list with a freebie about how to stay calm in the moment. All of that is going to be in the show notes or on my website. So I look forward to seeing you guys again next week. And I hope you are having a lovely Advent.